Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. It's nearly game day, so let's check around the league and see what's going on. Hello, radio! Welcome back to The Way We HNC It. Thank you very much for all of your comments from the last time out. They've all been remarkably positive. I am Besley Berry. I'm back again with my esteemed colleagues, Tom Clark and Greg Sim. How are you, Hello. gentlemen? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Greg, you still there? I am still here, yes. All good. All good. Um, wasn't Stuart Anderson an excellent guest? I'm a little worried that Marcus is going to you know, replaces with him full time. I think, I think that's that's definitely definitely possible. Um, I wouldn't was... blame him either. I'm already walking a thin wire with this one. We would. Uh, so our gratitude to Stuart and all of the uh, Carnegie community who have reached out to us and given us their feedback. I am still surprised that I didn't take a huge amount of heat. However, as we record this, the last podcast has only been out for a day or two, so there's still time. Plenty of time for that to get on the on the cold takes. There's there's still time for me to see you in the comments. Um, I will back myself right up until week one, which brings us on to the subject of today's show. We're going to be chatting about the divisional games, both in the HNC Division One and the HNC premiership we have some news items we have some hopefully funny items to talk about and hopefully something that you guys will enjoy listening to over your lunch break while at work in the car wherever you are listening to the first and 15 podcast we hope that you will enjoy it so first off greg what is the news from around the hnc in the last little while well obviously following on from our conversation with Stuart Anderson, we have the final results of Winter League. Woo! As you may or may not be aware, the Aberdeen Silvercats managed to win. Yay! Yay! Good for you! Good for you! With a rather impressive <laughs> record of 15-5. and five. I like that. That's a solid record. That, a... that is, yeah. I mean, what's that, over five five game, game weeks, was it? Five so game if, weeks, uh, yep. That's four and one every week. That's pretty damn good. Not bad. Terrible maths on your part, but it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Three and one. Three and one, mate. <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Let's, let's just uh, be thankful that I don't have to do too much maths for work, eh? It's true. It's true. You're, yeah. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, a second point of that is obviously another boost for uh, the Silver Cats in that Jamie Bennett won the league MVP award. Hey, good for you. Good for you, Jamie. No comment there, Tom? No? I, no? It, it was inevitable. He's such a brilliant, brilliant player. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what you said about Shaquem Griffin coming into the draft last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. Every every single uh, every single one of that was uh, was just... He should have been first overall. So, yeah, and also, um, can you read us through <laughs> the rest of the standings there, Greg? Do you have them to hand? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Shamefully, I don't. Shamefully, uh, you don't. Shamefully well, I don't. Well, luck- luckily, luckily for you guys, your friendly host planned for that and knew. Fantastic. I mean, I, I was just going for the headlines. You know, so, Greg with the news is all about headlines. 
He's a headline guy. Yep, so, I, I, well, I just pa- pass it on to my uh, my co-anchors. <laughs> so, reading through the rest of the scorelines, uh, no, the standings, sorry. We'll get to scorelines later on. Um, Carnegie Flag Football Club finished with a record of 13-1-6. and six. Takes the second spot. The Glasgow Killer Bees were 13-0-7 oh, to finish in third with the Colts at 6-3-11 and 11 in fourth. And the West Lothian Chargers will have more on them later with a record of 0-2-18, and 18, taking the final spot of the Winter League, which seems to have been a resounding success for everyone involved, guys, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I mean, some of the stuff they've done with the live streaming and uh, some of the graphics just kind of made it feel brilliant. Like, really, like, a uh, big step forward in football, really. That's, it's a fair comment. You know, it's um, certainly they've got the opportunity to go and try things, you know, with with the, the setup that they've got. So, yeah, why not? Um, if we can try and get more of that within the whole of the sort of the national leagues, then, yeah. It'd be, it'd be great for everyone involved. Yeah, I think it definitely it bounced on well from the live streaming at the finals day last year, which obviously featured some commentary as well, which was fantastic. Obviously, given the kind of the amount of work that would take to commentate on four games back to back to back at Winter League, that was never really an option for them. But maybe going forward, it would be. Um, We'll see what your schedule's like, Bez. But... We'll see what. Your... <laughs> I, was... do, I do think that that was that was it was a really tremendous effort from those guys, um, especially to have it in such a way where they can press go, they can have the central clock up on the big screens. Um, I mean, the Orium is such a fantastic facility that if it's gonna, if you could pick an ideal place to try to try out your technology, it's going to be that setup because for those that haven't played in that facility yet it's pretty spot on (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i mean i think we go back again uh with the oil cats for one of the mec days and you just know you just know when you get there uh being indoors you know everything's perfect um and you just so well looked after there it's great i mean i'll have to take your word on it guys i've I've not been yet yeah maybe you actually show up to this game day well, yeah, if I can get myself off the, the injury report, eh? <laughs> your best ability is your availability, Greg, you know that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Ultra durable wide receiver. Yes, notably durable. So, moving on, Greg, any more news from I, around I have something that you are going to really like here, Bez. Uh, okay. With it being, obviously, with it being the off-season, we've, we've not had a huge amount of sort of uh, newsworthy items. But obviously, going into a new season, we have some rule changes. Oh, we do have some rule changes. And one of your favourite things has now been made completely and strictly legal. You are now allowed to dip. <laughs> Woo! Good for you, eh? Good for you getting a dip. <laughs> so we, I mean, we're going to see it a lot more often now. People probably tearing a lot more ACLs from trying to get low. Yeah, new segment from week one onwards. Um, ACL. Look out. <laughs> we will be getting in touch with all of the local hospitals and seeing how many ACLs have been repaired and how many of week one repaired. That's that, that entire segment has to be pl- uh, spoken over a back and track of Little John. <laughs> if, we have, if, if we have anyone out there, any PTs or anything that know how to strengthen the ACL, please get in touch and let us know. I mean, uh, touching on uh, Tom's uh, mention of uh, theme music there, did we have any feedback last week? 
on on theme music? Not not that I got. However, Marcus has very kindly decided that rather than allow me to play it while we're recording this, he'll just add it to the beginning himself. So hopefully you've already heard that or it will be at the end. But either way, make sure you listen to the podcast right until the very end just to get some excellent drum and bass bagpipes. I mean, is that going to be before or after his full apology to Scotland? I don't know what you're on about. That is that is a hundred percent authentic Kaylee music. Tom, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, uh, moving on, guys. Uh, moving on. We've got another rule change Ooh. that is going to um, you know excite a few wannabe quarterbacks out there. That the 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 two point extra points are now going to be from the ten yard line, which gives Mike Scott so much excitement because even he thinks he can throw it that far. He now. thinks he can throw it ten yards. That twelve yard that twelve yard zone was a little bit too far for some of the fifth-string quarterbacks in the league. But you're right, now with that two yards further forward, there's always the chance that they might be able to underarm it that far. There's a few... Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> there's a few players in the league that will be able to reach that far. Tom not being one of them. Tom not being one of them, no. <laughs> I might fall that far. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, the, the question here is, is this actually going to perhaps get more teams willing to go for the, the two extra points. You know, I mean, a lot of the games I've played, then even getting the single extra point is often crucial um, in separating teams towards the end of games. What do you think, Tom? I, th- I think it, I think it's almost... Uh, it, it points last year, I think we saw the button hookers take go for two almost a lot more often than anyone else. And that extra space seemed to give them the help. So I, I think I think a combination of that and that two yards closer, yeah, you're going to see quite a few more teams go for it. And hopefully it just leads to a bit more excitement. Excitement... Um, with either, with either the missing them or, uh, or higher scores. Either way, it's good Are you us. seeing it as more of a regular sort of strategy then and not so much giving teams more of a chance at comebacks? Yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of people have found, um, or at least I've watched over however long I've been playing, um, is definitely that just how compressed it can get on uh, extra points. I think that bit of extra space just is going to probably make it make it a bit more fun. Uh, and like I say, especially with watching a team that's as successful as the button hookers doing it, um, it maybe start to catch on a bit. Okay. I'm actually wondering if that's something that's going to come out more of the SEC because the whole way through flagging New Year, I think the London smoke went for two every single time. So I guess if you're in a division where the teams it's mind games the other the mind other, games have started the other teams in the league you know if the other teams in your division are consistently going for it it puts a lot of pressure on you to do the same um because if you don't then you know even if you're scoring touchdowns you're still a point back i mean i mean that that kind of goes both ways really doesn't it i mean if you manage to stop a, a, a two point extra point then you could be up by one and then all of a sudden because you're trying to go for that two you're, you're chasing the game well, I think I think you'll I think if people score I think if teams score on the opening drive you might see them go for two, you know if you if you take yeah. the ball first what if you get the ball if you win the toss and take the ball and walk down the field and score, you go for two straight away and you hit it, you're all like that's you're in a hole now and if you're the opposition if you're eight 0 down within three minutes, that's Mike Tomlin flag football coach, <laughs> he's been relatively successful when his players will actually do what he asks them. <laughs> Or if he gets on the field on the way. That's true. Okay, right, guys. We have got one more piece of news, and it's a biggie. It's a biggie. Oh, no. We've got pick six. McDonald, the 
quarterback three for the Silvercats has transferred to the Glasgow Hornets. They know <laughs> that doesn't that, that can't be right. Surely yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't do that to, to a team he's had so much success with. Well, I mean, he's always promised us if he ever moved, it would be to Clyde. It's and... interesting you say that because uh, Clyde's problem last year at points was having to put their best player at QB in Bud. Um, could you imagine what a different Clyde would look like if you uh, had Scott there rather than potentially riding the bench of the Hornets? Well, I mean, unfortunately, because of his deceit and his lies, we we can only ever imagine that. We have yeah, to live so with the reality we, that he's went to Glasgow. For for those who are outside of the HNC and are unfamiliar with Mr. McDonald and the success that he's had at the Allcats, last year the Allcats finished um, sixth overall in the Battle League. They he was named the Offensive Player of the Year of the team, and he was named the quarterback. Of the year for the Premier, the Bafa Premier League North, and has now moved south for work, and will therefore join the Glasgow Hornets for the upcoming season. Once the paperwork is complete, if it is not complete already, um, we are sorry to see him go. We will be incredibly bitter on the sidelines, <laughs> um, not just the sidelines, Biz. Not just the sidelines. Yeah, if I yeah, if I get the opportunity to take his flag off him, I will. Um, um, but... It might not even be a legal flag either. I might just do it just uh, yeah, just out of spite. Out of spite. Yeah. Um, in, in the handshake line, just pop it off. Um, <laughs> so, you know, without giving, obviously, as we are all, all Cats players, without giving away too much of the internal mechanisms of the club, that could have a fairly large impact on the HNC Premiership going forward, if not the Premiership North. Well, I believe this uh, this nicely feeds into what you're hoping is going to be a new feature for us on the show, and that is overreaction. Well, Wednesday. What is it, this? It's overreaction Wednesday. Overreaction. So, talk, talk to me, Bez. I want to know what overreaction Wednesday is. Okay, guys. Overreaction Wednesday is going to be a hopefully regular feature throughout the season. After the game weeks, we'll have a little bit of Division One action. We'll have a little bit of Premiership action um, and a lot of flair. So. <laughs> What's going to happen Woo! is, is <laughs> I have a bunch of statements for you, um, and I would like you to tell me whether or not I am overreacting to the news, or if you think that it's a legit statement. I'm going to quickly call Shotgun Tom goes first. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, oh, dear. So, Tom, um, with the news that we have just heard, Glasgow Hornets, now, in addition to having the excellent team that we spoke about last time. They also have the top two statistical quarterbacks in the Premier League North from last season. Therefore, I believe, as my statement, that they will once again, for the third year in a row, go unbeaten and be the number one seed from the North in the Battle Playoffs. Yeah, no, I would desperately desperately to say that um, that's the overreaction. But at the moment, um, it's yet to be seen that anyone... In whoa, the, in whoa, whoa, Tom, Tom, you cannot be diplomatic about this. It's either an overreaction or it's not. It's... Let's not go down <laughs> I, Get those splinters out your backside. Let's stop sitting on fences here. No, no, it's probably not an overreaction. Greg? I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going with overreaction. Why do you think that, Greg? Show me your working. Well, to show, to show my working, you've just kind of said it in that you've got the two best statistical quarterbacks uh, from the past couple of years. I think 
the the battle that's going to go on there is obviously going to be it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be quite good in terms of performances, I'd imagine, for the Hornets. But there's also going to be perhaps a little bit of perhaps a bit of friction, bit of you know, if if Scott does start to take snaps, there's going to have to be a bit of an adjustment. And you know, if if uh, that has any sort of hiccups along the way, you know, then the strength of the HNC is that all the other teams are there and are all capable of beating each other. So I reckon that they're not going to go completely unbeaten. I reckon there will be a team that manages to get a game off them. Okay, thank you very much. Overreaction statement number two. In the Winter League, which tied up on Sunday there, the new HNC Premiership team, Carnegie, lost two games to the Aberdeen Silvercats and the Grangemouth Colts, paving the way for them to return immediately to Division 1 at the end of the season. Reaction or over, overreaction or reaction, Greg Sim. Ooh. So you're saying because they've lost to a couple of teams in Division 1 that they are destined for relegation. Straight down. No playoff. Straight, straight down. Straight back down. Bottom of the league. I am going to go with... <laughs> get off the fence, going... Greg. Get those splinters out, you bastard. Ah, yeah, I know. I know. It's that, that screaming in agony is the splinters coming out. Um... I am going to go with... It's true. It's true. Tom, your answer in one sentence. Not even remotely close to being an overreaction. You uh, also think it's oh, legit? What? You think it's not even close? You think that they're a slam dunk to go Oh, no. No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> on air. On air. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. No, he said it. He said it. No, he, he said it. No takes you back. We're moving on to statement uh, number three. <laughs> I think there's a problem with my English ability there. Statement number three. This one, Tom's coming to you straight straight away. By the way, can I just say thank you to Tom Clark for taking the heat off of me there? <laughs> I wish I could. I wish, honestly, I wish English was an easier language. Statement uh, language number three. Here we go. Tree would have been a better and more professional host than any of us. <laughs> yes, that is entirely true. Fair enough, Greg. The past 30 seconds of Tom Clark just proved that to be true. Fair enough. Fair enough. That brings overreaction Wednesday to an end, guys. I hope that everybody out there found that as funny as I did because I didn't have to answer any of the questions. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. I'm fairly sure I'm going to get wiped out week one. To be fair, Tom, I did ask you not to sit on a fence. You're right. You did not sit on a fence. Overreaction Wednesday is not a time for logic. It is a time for overreaction and emotion. (laughs) The irony is, is I got that sentence so, so wrong. It's not even funny. Well, here's something that's so, so so wrong that it's so, so right. Here is a feature that I think is going to be right. So, so right. There is a new team in the HNC leagues this year. They have previously been um, part of our of our of our league setup. They took a year out last year. They went through the affiliate process. They hosted games. They went to some away games, and they and we were lucky enough to send a team down to play against them, and we had a pretty good day out despite the weather. And that is the West Lothian Chargers. So welcome back, West Lothian Chargers, to the to the league. <laughs> Chargers are back. So they went the entire way through Winter League, as we saw earlier on in the news, um, with a zero, two, and eighteen record. 
they drew with Carnegie on the final day and they drew with the Colts in week two, I think it was. Um, So our feature for the rest of the season, because we love an underdog and we would love to see them kick on and do well, is we're going to be following their hunt for a W with a with a feature we would like to call Charger Watch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, Marcus, if you have theme music, we need it there as well. Yeah, that would be a great little intro. Um, we can see what happens in the edit. So the Chargers, if you if you look at week one of Winter League, there was a couple of blow up, blowouts they were on the receiving end of. They managed to get a result against the Colts. They had a couple of rough weeks. But the actual the scores they were losing by came like their margin of loss, as it were, the other team's margin of victory, came down every week to a point where they got a tie against an admittedly slightly understrength Carnegie squad, who are moving into the premiership this year, although Tom Clark believes they're coming straight back down. <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> and they but legitimately they are they are getting better, so it'll be cool to watch them this season and hopefully we might be able to get Neil or one of his guys on the show so if you're out there guys get in touch with us we'll see you in the comments um, <laughs> and yeah we'd like to see what what they can do Greg what do you think the upcoming season holds for the West Lothian Chargers? I will be honest um, it's probably going to be quite a long season as you've uh, indicated with the winter league results there wasn't a lot of uh, wins there, but they are improving. So it's just going to be a case of seeing how far they can go. And, you know, there's a couple of ties there. Um, I think on the final day, they were up twice before getting the tie. Um, so they're not far they're not far off it. I don't think it'll be too long into this Charger watch before we do start to see some Ws. I am very, very much looking forward to that. I, I think I'm actually going to get a bottle on ice just for that day. So we... Love are, are, are we going to have it similar to the way that the Browns had their winless streak? You know, we're going to lock some beers in a fridge. Yeah, beers in the fridge. When it happens, we will have the show and we will open the fridge. Beers in the fridge. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, they're, they're a really fun team to play against. We had a really good day with them. Um, I was lucky enough to see them at Winter League. And the games have all been really good. And you can see them even watching the live streams getting a lot better. Their defense is, t- is really, really tightened up. Um which is great to see. Offensively, there's they're trying they're trying stuff uh, outside of your kind of conventional kind of formations and 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 fronts. So that's nice to see if they can start hitting on some of them. It'll Absolutely, be, it'll be really interesting. Tom, what do you think about the Chargers for the coming season? I I, I uh, have to agree with Greg. I think it's possibly quite a long season for them. Um, not necessarily because they aren't going to improve, um, as you both said. I just got a feeling that um, when we saw how many teams were taking wins off each other last year um, and how much some of the teams have improved, like the, um, or at least perceived to be improved, like the Raptors um, at flagging Ironman, um, the Sabres are always strong. And then some of the Winter League performances from the Killer Bees and Silver Cats have been uh, really, really impressive. I think it's just going to be, it's just going to be just a touch too far for, for the Chargers. I think I don't, I don't know whether they'll get, I don't, I don't, I, Without going too bold, I don't. I don't think we'll. I don't think. I. I think we might keep those beers for for another year. Oof! 
You're hitting fences today. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so just, just one extra, just one extra little thing on on win, on winter league. Um, obviously, it's a long off season, and w- with the Sabers and the Raptors not being a part of winter league, it's hard to know where they're at. But. Was anyone else surprised that over the course of Winter League, the Colts only won six games? Six, yes. Six wins, <laughs> six wins, three ties, and 11 losses. I I thought that would not... I thought they'd have more. Uh, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's a fair comment. Because like, I've not really looked at the full-on standings until just now, and I've just looked at them there. Six, three, and 11 from a team that went to the, the plate playoffs champ- last year. Championships, it was the Broncos of the, of the two teams I mean, that went to the plate. Are we are we are we talking that? Um, is that is that down to did they have a full squad? I don't know. You know what, what sort of what sort of side were the Colts putting out? I can't. I have, I'm not. I I could not tell you what the, the their team sheets were or anything like that. Um, and I mean, I, on the and I mean on the last day, admittedly, okay, the Silver Cats going into that game, they already knew that they were uncatchable, but they were going for a perfect a perfect day, and then the Colts took a 21-12 win away in the final game. So. Yeah. Every now and then, it's just, it's just, and they're okay. So they're only five points back on the Killer Bees, who we know are an excellent team. They tied with the Chargers and they beat Carnegie twenty seven eighteen on the last day. So a real mixed bag. They, you know, they beat the top two teams in Winter League on the last day. They lost to the team in third and tied to the team below them. I think it kind so of sums maybe, So actually, like, I, I don't know what to think of the Colts when they're going into the season. So they're going to be something interesting to watch. I think last. I think it kind of sums up last year with um, just how much, with Carnegie giving everyone losses, um, just how how close that actually was in Division One last year um, for everyone else um, that they made the the championship uh, spot. What was it? I, I I'm not going to try and guess how many games it was by, but it was. Uh, I'm fairly sure a touchdown. Um, different in in one or two games, and they could have been uh, in the plate or even out the out of the playoffs altogether. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they they had to go to the promotion, they didn't they, to come up to the. So they were very very. I mean, they had to play Clyde, which was a tough out for them, especially with in the in that game last year. I think they travelled the whole way down with seven guys or six guys to go all the way all the way to Manchester to play a team from Glasgow to then. <laughs> For the right to play again next year and then drive all the way home. You're not, you're not having a slight take at the at the the format there, are you? Would would I? <laughs> <laughs> no, the I think this goes going. Who knows? <laughs> I think that's one of the things that's been addressed this year. Um, hopefully, uh, and hopefully it means a team like the the Colts uh, get or whoever is in that spot gets a fair crack at the whip, being able to take a full team uh, as they'll happy part of the the rest of the football bonanza. Yeah, I think I mean, the, the the argument there is that obviously Glasgow had to travel the same sort of distance. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Like Clyde had to go down and play the and play the same game and all and all. But I don't really know what the answer would be because if you're going to say that the teams don't from Scotland don't have to travel, you know, have to travel all that way, and actually they could have just played that in their backyard, then you can easily say that if it was you know one of the Welsh teams at Exeter, then they probably shouldn't go to Manchester either. They should just play down there as well, and that kind of ruins the whole. Atmosphere yeah. of the of the finals day, and at least they did get games against other teams and all that kind of stuff. Like I appreciate that the league have 
try to do their best and I did not mean for this to become like a dig um, <laughs> because it's one of those things where those finals days obviously I have never been to a finals day the way it was before when it was only four teams but the finals day that we went to last year where we got to play three games in a row regardless of the outcome in order to try and win a championship and know that the division one teams are doing exactly the same thing was really really good and if they're doing that for the playoffs and the, and the division one plates championships that's also fantastic so i'm not gonna whine about it because i think that's the best possible format you can come up with is having a finals day somewhere in the midlands and just dealing with it well i think the i think the big sorry to drag on about it but i think one of the things that's happening is um both the championship and plate uh, tournaments are going to be on the same weekend at the same venue so it'll be a genuine weekend of football uh, with some of those pl- uh, playoff deciders happening that weekend as well okay that's not so bad oh, well, well on that, if we were to <laughs> if we were to like sly on and use that as a segue to try and work out who we think is going to get to go to the finals weekend which seems miles away right now but it will not be too far away I'll be honest before we know it we're going to run through the Division 1 games, and I'm going to get your game picks. These will be noted so that for our post-game show we can have a tally and see who is going to win, and at the end of the end of the year, the winning predictor will get some kind of prize, and we'll see how that goes. So, what we'll do is we'll just go around in a circle. Um, I'll read out some of the, the teams, and I would just like your one-word answer on who is going to win the game. So, you can say Team A, tie, or Team B. If anyone predicts a tie, that's ballsy, but I like it, okay? <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with Greg, Division 1, Game 1, Killer Bees or Silver Cats? I'm going to go with the Killer Bees. Killer Bees. You're going to get strung up. Tom? <laughs> uh, Silver Cats. Silver Cats. I, based on that last Winter League performance, I'm going to give the Silver Cats the benefit of the doubt for week one okay tom bees or sabers uh killer bees greg killer bees it's three uh, three for the bees for us guys okay next game sabers versus colts tom i've gone the colts on this one colts okay greg yeah going by what you just said a minute ago i'm, I'm, I'm having second thoughts now <laughs> but i have also went for the colts i uh, yeah i'm gonna make it three or three and go for the colts as well okay for the first time on Charger watch the killer bees or the chargers. <laughs> that, that's a baptism of fire for, for charger watch as killer bees, Greg. Yeah, as much as I hate to agree with Tom, it's, uh, it's killer bees. Yeah, you're gonna watch out for those splinters, but I'm gonna put my gloves on and go for the bees as well. So, the first, the first, well, not the first game because I think that bees silvercats game will be great, but another really interesting one on week one will be the Raptors and the Colts. Greg, what's your feeling on that one? Give me a who do you think? <laughs> well, again, you've got me worried. I have written down the Colts, but I mean that one is really much. A, it's it's a toss up. I'm going to have to press you for an answer, Mister Greg. Are you going to flip? No, no, I'm sticking <laughs> with it. I'm sticking with it. Stick. Greg takes the Colts. Okay, Tom. I've got the Raptors. You've gone the Raptors. Fantastic. I am going to, despite my kind of shock and a bit of a wobble, I'm going to come down the same side as Greg and I'm going to take the Colts. Oh, dear. Come on, Bruni, do us proud. 
I'm making my, I'm not making many friends in the summer. Okay, Charger Watch 2.0, the Raptors and the Chargers face off. Greg? Oh, it's been to me. I, I've went with the Raptors here. Raptors? Yeah. Okay, Tom? Yeah, Raptors. I'm taking, I'm doing it. <laughs> oh. I, think, I think lightning is going to strike week one and the Chargers will win. You're going bold, I like it. So, the last two games moving on. The homers for us, so Tom will probably pick against them. This, uh, sorry, Greg will pick against them. The Silver Cats or the Chargers, Tom? Uh, Silver Cats. Greg? Stunningly, I've actually went for the Silver Cats. And so have I. That'll make that three out of three for us with the Silver Cats to take their last two games. So moving on to the Premiership. There's one more game. Yeah. Oh, what have I missed? You've literally yes. taken that one answer to account for both games, haven't you? Oh, Silvercats and Raptors. <laughs> I don't know why I've asked you about this one. I, I actually went the Raptors. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, you know, do you know what my genuine, my genuine worry is? No, nope, um... I don't. I don't care. Greg, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> no, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Greg? I've actually went for the Silvercats. Have really? you really? Really? Okay, um, and I guess then to break the tie, that's then on me. Now, I would like to say this is a really tough choice. However, <laughs> I'm from Aberdeen and I like all of my fingers attached to my body. So I'm yes, take... You had me worried. I thought you were going with a dinosaur there. So I'm going to take the Aberdeen Silvercats. Um, I'm aware that this, this podcast is becoming a long <laughs> one. But, but Tom, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to... Explain yourself to our audience, starting now. I think the loss of Andy Keith, uh, or the potential loss of Andy Keith, is going to be a bit of a, a shock to the system for Jamie. Um, not that I don't think... That was your 10 seconds, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay, moving on to the Premiership. Um, in what is sure to be a rough-and-tumble year with lots of big teams going at it. The Premier League will be away to Clyde for week one, much like last year, um, in what was quite a nice, um, nice little venue, even if it is the furthest one away that's not outside of Scotland for us to get to. Um, game one, Hornets versus Carnegie. Greg. Hornets. Tom. Hornets. Hornets for me too. The uh, the next tough one, um, the first kind of big game of the season, I guess, for the, the big three from last year and the year before, Hornets versus Broncos. Tom? Hornets. Greg? It's... Hornets? Yeah. Hornets for Bez too. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get off to their usual hot start. But like we said earlier in Overreaction Wednesday, if one team is going to beat them, then it could, it could easily be the Broncos. Next up, Oil Cats versus Carnegie. Greg? Uh, I've I've went with the all cats. You've went with the all cats, have you? There's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Tom, <laughs> uh, oil cats. Oil cats. I'm going to take the oil cats as well. We're sorry, tree. We're sorry, tree. Um, I, I'm sure that'll be a good game. It's always really, really good fun playing them. So that'll be good. The Glasgow Hornets versus the home team Clyde Comets. Greg, uh, I've went for a clean sweep for the Hornets. Clean sweep for the Hornets. They are starting 3-0 in the eyes of Greg. Tom, any change from that? Nope, none at all. This will be the Hornets nope. to me. And none for me. I've got the Hornets going 
3-0 as well. Next up, Comets versus Outlaws in what was last year the battle to stay out of the relegation playoffs. They meet again in week one this year. What do we think is going to happen there, Tom? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to side with the home team uh, on that one. We're going to take the Comets then. Yeah. Okay. And Greg, <laughs> I, I'm concerned because I'm agreeing with Tom here. <laughs> I mean, this one does come with a stipulation that we're we're talking about Clyde's first team here. I mean, if they're missing players, then I would expect the Outlaws to come at come out on top on this one, but opening day of the season I would expect the Comets to have their full full complement, so I'm going with a Clyde win. Yeah, I think that's the same. I would have said if this game was in Edinburgh, I maybe would have gone the other way, but as it is a Clyde home game to open the season, I'm going to take the Comets as well. So, so far we've all picked the same teams um, and we have a couple only three games to go in the Premier League. So, Comets versus Oilcats. So, last year, the Comets and Oilcats tied their series. This year, we open up away to the Comets in week one. How do you think that one turns out, Tom? I'm going to go with Oilcats on that one. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> okay, Greg? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, uh, we, I am biased, of course, I am. So I'm I'm backing ourselves, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you and and back us to get a result away from home, um, in something that can only be a a good game. And I think they'll definitely be up for it. Like they they know full well that they can beat us, and we need to be not messing around. So that I think that'll be really. I think I, we've got a good lineup of games actually with some good teams that I enjoy playing against. So moving on, second last game will be Outlaws versus Broncos. Greg Sim on the call. On the call here. Tough day for Edinburgh. I've went with the Broncos. Going with the Broncos, Tommy. Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos too. Yeah, I'm gonna make that a clean sweep. I think the Broncos have too much for Edinburgh at the moment. I mean, bringing us to the final game of the day, which will be the Carnegie Flag Football Club versus the Grangemouth Broncos. Tom with the call. (laughs) This was a lot closer, um, despite my epic mistake earlier. Um, I scribbled out a few times, but in the end, I've gone with the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) I can figure it out, Tom. Uh, (laughs) Greg? Uh, yeah, no, I've went with the Broncos. Um, I think the the game day that the Carnegie have been handed on this opening day is a tough one. You know, that's the top three teams from last year, um, and I think it's it's just going to be a, a bit bit too much of a step up. Yeah. I think it's I think it's worth going back to their. Um, I know it was an Ironman, so it was a slightly different format, um, but the Carnegie team did. I think both the Hornets and the Broncos pretty close on that day. Like I guess I've, I've gone back and forth on that one. And I think it's going to come down to matchups and uh, who who's healthy for the Broncos in that day. And if they like, say if it's a, if it's a full squad, I think it's Greg, a lot easier than I'm making out. Yes, Bez. I'm going to do something that I will probably never ever do for the rest of this season. Okay, Tom, I'm going to give you one chance to flip on that game. On that game, you can flip to Carnegie if you wish, but you have five seconds to decide. Four, three, two, one. Do you flip? No. No? 
I thought, okay. but I thought he was going to take it. Okay. Okay. No oh, can, can, if, if you're going to offer me a flip, can we go? Can we go? Can we go back? Nope. <laughs> Just not. So, so that is that has been game picks um, with us. I will find a way to post them somewhere on social media, probably Instagram or Twitter. Give us a have a look at it. Let us know what you think. Um, and that's pretty much all I have on my agenda. Any other quick business for us to discuss, lads? Tom? I sincerely apologise to everyone I've offended today. <laughs> Doesn't count. Next, okay. Rex. <laughs> and, and it would be completely... I would be a total lie as well, because I would take back absolutely nothing I've said about the traitor that is Scott Donald. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough well in that case everyone i'm well aware that we're now approaching a 45 minute podcast despite the number one comment being to make it shorter than last time Uh, Um, it's not them it's it's our fun i would like to thank you all for joining us once more we've had uh greg do you want to say goodbye bye-bye we've had tom do you want to say goodbye ta-ra And we've had myself, Bez, and we will HNC you later. So we're back looking at another division. We've got the MEC East and a willing volunteer in Rudy Halfman. So let's first look at the last season. Nottingham Honey Badgers... Pretty much ran away with that one with a 12 and 1. Um, Nottingham Bears, 7, 4 and 2. Calderdale Knights, 5 and 8. The, your Roosters, 4 and 9. And the Sheffield Giants, 4 and 9. How do you think the season went as a whole for everybody? Personally, I thought the Honey Badgers, like you say, ran away with it. They were just really, really good uh, for the whole season. Only losing one game. Yeah, so taking them out of the equation... The rest of it was pretty even, generally like 50-50 overall pretty much. I think most teams could and should have like beat each other. So I think the standings were pretty fair overall. As Roosters, it was our first season, so it was kind of a maiden voyage for us. And we had a few game days where a couple of people were away. Overall, we did okay, but this year we're looking to do a lot better, build on everything that we've got and yeah, go forwards really. So we'll look at the the next season coming up. The flag football world guys have been at it again with their predictions. We'll work from the bottom up. So they can't seem to separate the Leeds Ronin and the Sheffield Vipers Orange. Where where would you split those two if you had to? To be fair, um, I've seen the Vipers Orange play in a couple of tournaments. They have been missing players, so I don't think the squad's been the same all the time. So it's quite hard to judge really who's going to be playing for them. The same with Leeds. Um, I think they've only just divided up the two teams. So it's going to be difficult to choose between them because without seeing them on the first game day, I can't really say what level they're really going to be at. But knowing the people behind the scenes, I'm sure they're going to be well drilled and they're going to want to win. And main thing is like have fun as well. The next split you've got, and again, they can't separate these guys. It's your Rotherham Roosters and the Nottingham Bears. I think last year we we lost twice against the Bears. So they're kind of our bogey team. I think personally, the Roosters have done 
really well. We've got some great players in from the um, Sheffield Giants. We've got Liam Beggs, Faye. Um, so they've added a lot of experience to our squad. The Bears, I know they've lost a player to the Longhorns and he was quite well, a pivotal player within their team. I don't know how they're going to fare this year and I've not really seen any results or anything from their um, pre-Baffer tournament friendlies. So it's quite hard to judge those. I would say that's probably about right. Third and fourth. Oh, sorry, split three. Third place. But until the actual first game day gets going, I think I'll then be able to better say, you know, how these things are going to look come the end of the season. Because the first game day has got quite a lot of big games in it. It'll be a good way to see how everyone's got their pre-season underway and if everyone's ready to go. I mean, I think Flag Football World have made it quite easy for you this, well, for this first one, splitting the teams up and making it a tie. And you're remaining uh, very on the fence with this one. But let's look at the top two teams. They've put the the recently relegated Newcastle Blackhawks into second place and then the lead Samurai topping the table. Do you think that's how it will finish? Apart from Urza, one of the other teams below is like sneaking in there. I personally, I know my team might disagree with me, but I personally think Leeds will be top. We recently had like a little group scrimmage under our New Ola Waves, uh, like traveling team against the Roosters. And we got quite a few Leeds players in there. They just are really good. Uh, the well-drilled, like Kyle's got them, you know, properly worked out and everything. And they've got Craig Henry of ex Coldedale Knights and a couple of other ex-Knights players. And yeah, they've got JD, who's just like phenomenal, Paddy. He's got loads of good players that I can't see them slipping up. And they'll want to get back in that Prem so that they, they do have a team in the Prem and one in Div 1 so that they can get rookies in, you know, and breed them into the, the first team, so to speak. Newcastle, I don't honestly know how they're going to do because I know last year they struggled. This year they got a couple of players back. So I haven't really seen them last year. But I know before that they were a well-drilled team, got a lot of experience and a lot of good guys up there. So I think Leeds first for sure. I wouldn't put my house on it, but... I'd say fairly positive. I put a fiver down. Newcastle, I think second's going to be up for grads, really. I think Bears could take it. You, you, it's going to be a difficult one. And there are a lot, a lot of tough games that first game day where we will see how uh, the Blackhawks are in relation to the other teams. So, no, it's going to be a, an interesting one. You know, the top first, second, third placing. We mentioned game day one. The first game we're going to look at is going to be a tough one for you guys. It's Leeds Samurai versus Rotherham Roosters. How do you see this one going? Like I said, we've got a lot of respect for the Leeds guys. You know, we know them really well. We've we played them a few times and um, they've probably beat us um, every game, but they've always been like really close. I think this would be a great game for anyone to watch. And it'll also be a great game for, for us and the players to really see how we are against the top team, to see how we've developed and everything. My team's going to kill me, but I think they'll beat us by a score. But it's going to be tough, and I'm going to make sure that we all do the best we can to, like, obviously to beat them. But, yeah, I just think they probably just have that little bit overall more experience, perhaps. But if we do beat them, it wouldn't be a surprise for me personally. It's just going to be a tough, even game. It'll end up being end-to-end, I think. Um, hopefully a pick six by maybe Moody to um, to finish the game off, and that'll be that'd be great. But yeah, I think it's going to be one of our toughest games. 
and at the same time the most even. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Bit of pressure on Andrew Moody there for the, uh, the game-winning one. <laughs> yeah, he can do it. Let's move on to the next game. It's Newcastle Blackhawks versus the Nottingham Bears. What's your predictions? The Blackhawks, probably by score as well, just because of... The- Bears losing, you know, the players that they lost. And I think he was like more of a, I, I might be wrong here, but he might have been a, more of a talisman for the team. But they then have like people like Gaz and, and the other guys who have got a lot of experience. So I think it will be a tough one for the Bears. Really, without seeing the, the, the Blackhawks play properly, it'll be a tough one to call. But I would say, yeah, the Blackhawks by one score. So again, Another one for the Bears, and this time against the Leeds Ronin. I would say the Bears for this one. I'm pretty sure Leeds will give them a good game, but with them being a bit more rookies to the flag, seeing most of the players, I would say the Bears will have this probably a two-score game. And your final one before you're off the hook until we bring it back for the next, for the uh, week two. Leeds Samurai versus Sheffield Vipers Orange. So if the flag football world predictions are right, this should be... Top first, either fifth or sixth. Let's just see. That's going to be game or second game in, isn't it? So Leeds are going to be fresh. It's going to be their first game. The Vipers would have had to have played a game previous, so they might be quite tired or they might just be getting into their stride. I think Leeds are going to have far too much for them. Yeah, I'd say probably Leeds by three scores. Sorry. Sorry, Vipers. But, um, yeah, I'd say so. Hey, as long as everyone has a good time and has fun, that's the most important thing. That's what we all play the sport for. That's right. <laughs> I'd like to say uh, also, Marcus, thank you very much from me and the whole flag community for spending your time doing something like this for the league. I think it's just something that the league needs and it's uh, it's great for promotion as well gets people involved talking about stuff and uh, it's nothing we've had before uh, so it's really great and one thing I've learned from a time in flag is that uh, it's kind of run by players and teams and uh, without really is doing things like this I don't think it'll be promoted half as well and the sport wouldn't have grown as much as it has you know because of people like you flag football world and pulling the, the flag at the start. So thanks to you and um, long may it continue. Uh, but yeah, I think that's how it's going to all pan out. Um, I think the predictions are, are pretty accurate from Flag Football World. Just it is, apart from maybe Leeds, I think every other team could beat each other and Leeds will be like the team that every other team wants to beat. Be interesting to see Leeds against Leeds. That'd be quite good fun. And obviously, Leeds Blackhawks. So to put you on the spot again, if Leeds were to lose one game this season, who do you think it would be against? Well, they might lose two. One against Spurs, and then one against the Blackhawks. I think we'll give them a good a good game. If not the first game day, then the the next one after that. Well, hopefully, you'll be right on the uh, the first one, and you, you'll get your first win against the uh, the Leeds Samurai. Definitely. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, you, you said definitely now. You can't take it back. I know, yeah. Sorry. I did say definitely. Yeah, I think it's going to be super tight. I think out the games on the game day one, it's probably the game of the day, at least for me. But yeah, I think, like I say, like oh, all teams are going to give those Samurai and Blackhawks a, a good 
a good game and just to see kind of what level they're at against those kind of teams. No, it's going to be it's going to be good fun. Well, cheers for talking to us, Rudy, and hopefully you'll be all right in your predictions. Let's hope so, and don't no one chop my legs down on game day one for anything I've said. Hello everyone, I'm Tom Snee and I'll be your MEC Premier Division correspondent for the season. The Mid-England Conference is one of the most open divisions in all of flag football. The past winter saw archetypal challengers, the Sheffield Giants, withdraw from the league, leaving the Premier as a five-team division. This year's favourites will be the Manchester Titans. Having started taking their flag pretty seriously in recent years, the Titans have rose to the top of the tree in the MEC and are clear frontrunners for 2019, especially with the departure of the aforementioned Giants. Sheffield's other team, the Vipers, are now the main focus of flag in the Steel City and look placed to push the Titans this year. Yes, starting quarterback Keith Woodley is gone, but there's more than enough talent on each side of the ball to compensate for any drop-off. Manchester Crows finished 2018 with an 8-7 record and looked generally impressive along the way. The new playoff format might count against them when it comes to displacing HNC teams, but they are a dangerous team when momentum's on their side. And adding to the division this year are two teams promoted from Division 1, Warrington Revolution and my own Nottingham Honey Badgers. Uh, the Revolution run roughshod over MEC West last season and proved that they can be an effective team on their day, as illustrated when they beat Leeds Samurai in the promotion playoff. As for the Badgers, well, we've lost a few key players, but we're going into the season with a 20-person squad and the aim of making the Premier Division an enjoyable experience. First round of fixtures will take place in Nottingham at the Rushcliffe School. There's a licensed bar if anyone fancies dropping by. And the pick of the clash is coming in the shape of a Manchester derby between the Crows and the Titans and a replay of last year's epics between the Revolution and the Honey Badgers to kick the day off. And our top tip for the season is to keep an eye on Instagram because the MEC is full of teams that are mint at the gram and we should make for some compelling content. That's all from me. Look forward to reviewing the MEC's first game day later on in the year. We're here with Sean and Reese from the Cheshire Cavaliers looking at MEC West Division 1. Last season, uh, I'm sorry I'm going to have to bring it up, but Warrington Revolution 12-1 and and off to the playoffs and promotion. Wigan Bandits 9-3-1. and one. Chorley Buccaneers 6-7. and seven. The Oldham Owls 3-10. and ten. And the new guys 1-11-1. What happened that season? Um, a lot of rebuilding. Um, so it was very much a case of finding our feet again. Uh, we went through a lot of changes structurally in the club. Um, and it was just about you know understanding where we wanted to go, the team we wanted to be, and coming out the other side, still a team. So I think this season we've got to um, got to use that and push on from it, and you know now show what we can do. Plus, they didn't have me as a player <laughs> yet. I don't think at that point. So that's at least another possible win column, right? So looking forward to the next season. Unfortunately for you guys. Black Football World haven't given me their predictions for your division, so it's down to you guys. We'll start at the bottom. Who do you think is going to come bottom of the league this year? I'm going to let Reese answer that delicate question. Oh, see, it depends who's listening because you don't want to piss off any other teams. I mean, we've, I've played the Wigan Bandits and I think they're very good. Um, so I definitely think they'll be up there for promotion. So I'd have to strike them off my list for coming bottom. I have not played the Chorley Buccaneers, um, but 
if I was to choose anyone, I think the Wirral Vikings, you know, I think that's something that we can definitely beat. And hopefully we finish the season with those below us. Sorry if you're listening, guys. Sean, on to you then for position five. Um, logically, I think it's maybe looking at Charlie Buccaneers. Sorry, guys. Back to you, Reese, for four. See, this is where I'm going to be modest. I think it could be a toss-up between the Warrington Revs or it could be ourselves. Uh, depends what type of season we have. I mean, they've got a lot of depth um, and they're a very good team. They're very well drilled. Uh, I have a good coaching system. But, you know, I like to think that we could possibly pip them. So I'm going to I'm gonna be confident and say maybe them and with us going third. Well, I see Sean is taking your job now. So I'll give you the, the, uh, the one and two. You've got Oldham Owls and Wigan Bandits left. So, providing that, you know, Oldham have the team, you know, they can push on, you know, they've developed their squad and found their way of playing, I think they will almost definitely um, be looking at a uh, second place, if not third. Um, but I, I would quite confidently say that they're, they're going to be up there this season. They have got a lot of talent within their team. Well, we'll look at the game day one. Um, we'll start with your, you guys and you play the Wigan Bandits. How do you think this one's going to go? Better than the last time. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we, we played them uh, a couple of weeks ago at the World Vikings tournament, the Valhalla Bowl, um, for, the, um, for the Cup. You know, we managed to get all the way to the final. Um, we just, we didn't, we didn't play our best game and they beat us 27-0. So, it's, you know, it is going to be a matter of, you know, getting our own back for that you know we need to prove a point and show that we're not a walkover so it's first and foremost it's going to be about putting points up against them uh using what assets we have got and um you know play playing for the win because we don't play for anything less in, in any game that we go into it's it's always about going for the win yeah i mean that that game was um a tough way to finish the day i mean we did very well to obviously get to the final um, i think 27-0, I think it shows just how good Wigan were. Uh, they were very well drilled and they just caught us on a couple of deep passes um, which tired legs probably would have caught up with them. Uh, but yeah, it was, that, was a, that was a tough tough way to end the day. So I'm guessing you're both going for a, a Cavs win on this one. <sighs> yeah, we, uh, we're going to go for a Cavs win on everything. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> on the day, I think any team can beat anyone else but yeah we, we're gonna we're, we're having the win on that one next game we're gonna look at is the aforementioned world vikings and the chorley buccaneers i mean i think the vikings again uh, in the tournament that they fielded two teams so i know when we played them uh, it was a very close game um, but i think they may have been at a disadvantage due to the depth they've got a lot of depth uh, in the squad and I think they will probably end up squeaking this one. Um, I'd like to see them do well. They're a good bunch of guys and they've got some very talented players. What's your predictions? I think it'll be a high-scoring game because I think both teams are going to put up points against each other. Um, that's one asset that both teams have got. They can both score. Um, we've seen both play. You know, Most recently, Wirral. And I, I don't know who designs their playbook, but they've got some really, really interesting plays. Uh, and they've got, you know, they've got the players to be... You know, making the catches, um, so it's got to be a. It, it's going to be in the twenties, thirties for sure. I'm going to have to push you for a, a, a team win as well. 
Oh, it's, it's we're all we're all going to um, open their their Baffer season with a victory. Reese, you in agreement there? Yeah, the, like I said, the regular team, some good depth. Um, a score, I'm going to be more of a defensive mind. Um, I think they're going to be a low-scoring game, and I'm even going to give you a score. Um, I'm going to say it's going to finish 14-6. It's going to be very defensive with a last-minute extra point miss. And the final game of the, the day for you to predict now, Oldham Owls versus the Warrington Revolution Cogs. It's going to be... So, um... I've not actually played against the Oldham Owls before. Um, we've, we've seen the Warrington Cogs play. Again, a very good team. Um, the development team, obviously, for the Warrington Revolution. Um, again, very good coaching. They looked very convincing. I think they were in the third and fourth place playoff. Um, prevailing with the win. Um, again, I think I'd like to see them win. Uh, I think that'll be a very high-scoring game. They've got some young, fast players. Um, I think they'll be very exciting to watch throughout the whole season. I'm going with a um, a Warrington win on that one. I think with their coaching, um, a, a solid off-season under the belt, I think they're going to be too well-drilled not to come away with a win in that game. So, a quick question about this season. Um, obviously, you've had... The, the Valhalla games. Do you think you're ready for this, this cup coming one? Yeah, absolutely. So at the start of last season, we were quite unfortunate in starting really, really slow. Um, I, I don't know why. Um, maybe it was a slow off-season that, that caused that, but we've really been, you know, week in, week out, you know, focusing on the drills, focusing on getting as much scrimmage under our belt as we can, uh, all the, the pre-season. So I think when it comes to uh, next Sunday's games, you know, we're all buzzing already. And, you know, we've got to carry that energy into the game uh, and, put, and convert that into points. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this upcoming season's my uh, debut season with uh, the Cavs. I'm looking forward to it. I got my first touchdown at the uh, Wirral Viking tournament. Um, and I'm definitely excited to add plenty more touchdowns to that and hopefully a few interceptions as well. Um, the upcoming season is going to be a good one. It's going to be a long one. And um, I like to think that we'd give it a, a lot better a lot better effort than we did last season. Like I say, I wasn't around for that. All right, guys. Thanks for talking to me. I hope the season goes well. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies. Oh,